You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm, WMR.fm. This is Jim Hedger at Digital Always Media and Dave Davies at Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, it is the 30th of July, 2020, week 21 of uh, the COVID um, pandemic. And I don't know about, I don't know about where, 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 where you're living, Dave, but where I'm living, the end of July is pretty much halfway through summer summer's halfway done mm-hmm. we don't really have summer here yet like we've had like three days three oh. days of of i don't know for for canadian well for anybody else in the world um other outside the u.s it, you know like where it hit like cross 20 degrees for like you know so the more like went past the mid 70s for our, our friends in the u.s so um yeah not not really okay. not really it's here yet low <laughs> In Fahrenheit, it is low 90s in southern Ontario. I suppose they're similar in upper upper New York State, um, and uh, it's hot. It's been like that all all July. In fact, this is the hottest July on record in uh, Toronto history. But I think people around the world are kind of getting used to that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I made the mistake of uh, taking my own advice and getting out and enjoying summer this month. And that leaves me in the strange, precarious position of being at the end of the month, not having enough hours to get all the stuff I need to get done, done. <laughs> really bites. I think but, everybody's done that at some point or another. It's like, oh, well, glad this month ends with a weekend because I just bought myself two extra days, kind of. <laughs> something like that. And I just have to explain it to my girlfriend. <laughs> Sorry, hon. <laughs> uh, okay, it was a busy week in uh, search as well as uh, in people's lives. Um, I don't know even where to start. You know, the, 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 I think probably the, the fun place to start, as always, is uh, Google explaining to us how Google works or kind of explaining to us how Google works or obfuscating how, how it works, whatever it is Google's been doing. Mm-hmm. They've been doing a lot of it. And... Uh, well, 
John Mueller and uh, 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 oh my God, brain blank, holy jumping. Um, the Google spoke uh, Martin Spit. Sorry, Martin Spit and uh, John Mueller have been out there explaining quite a bit about Google, and that's actually led to what uh, to, to your friend and mine, Jeff Ferguson, old time SEO, count yeah. zero on Twitter, taking a poll about what is and isn't uh, what what people. STOs really want to see Google explain about what is and isn't in the algorithm. Like if you had to ask a question of Google, make it official. Tell us with 100% proof this is or is not part of the algo. Could you do it? Um, So I answered. So I asked for, you know, just the core elements, like uh, the stuff that that you look at first in Google Analytics, time on site, click-through rate, stuff like that, right? Right. Yeah. Um, New visitors. Is that being counted or not? Google says no, by the way. Google is adamant no. But, of course, many people in the SEO world don't believe them. I noticed that you were on the list, Dave. Um, Yeah. So, you know, just to to sort of get ahead of Jeff here, I'm going to ask you, if you had to ask Google um, straight up, confirm this 100%. Yes or no? What, 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 what would you want to know? Well, I, I, I'd go two paths on that because I think the way I was reading what Jeff was talking about um, was which one would you like to just have as a reference point? Like to go, see, right? Which, which like is a different one where there's a problem I see and, and it was brought up by me and a couple other people where I would like to see them just refresh because Matt Cutts covered this in like 2008, go, Page rank sculpting isn't a thing. Don't use internal <laughs> no follows, right? Like we know this, it's been confirmed, but I would love to have another, just like, just to pass to clients. I know this is a thing. I don't need it confirmed for me, but just so it's not this ancient, you know, things can change in 12 years, right? And that's fair enough to go. Yeah, but it's been 12 years. And I heard somebody three years ago say, that's the kind of stuff I deal with. And we, we see it all the time. Like when I'm doing audits, I'm like, really? Still a thing, eh? Okay. Um, for, for myself, I actually would go the tangent that you do, but I know exactly what they say. I know where they would polarize on it, so I wouldn't even bother wasting my question going, okay, user experience or, or, or user interaction. Sure. Um, how, do, how is that measured? You know, I wouldn't ask okay, click well, through Dave, rate. Dave. I would ask it broad. Remember, please remember, in this fantasy, Google's telling the truth. So mm. you could ask, you know, so you could ask them. It doesn't matter how you know they're going to answer because right. they're telling the truth. Remember, ah, that, okay. that never happens. Well, but the problem is it depends is truth, right? <laughs> <laughs> Quite true. Okay, you know what else I'd love to see? You know what i uh, love to see? Like, like, there was a whole bunch of the old-time SEOs who were who were asked to be a part of this group and a couple of new ones. And so you saw some old time, you, me, and a couple of others. And then Bill Slosky comes in, right? And his response, he starts going, well, knowing that Google does A, B, C, D, and E, and that produces the effect of one, two, three, four, and five, how will things work if A, B, C, and D were combined with one, two, three, and four, and five? And, <laughs> and he makes this like a lot. Like, you could have, he had like a 1,200 word, word preamble to, oh, and so is click through rate a, a thing? Like, <laughs> I love seeing stuff like that. That makes yeah, me very happy. I know. And, and that really wouldn't work to send out a tweet to them, though. Right? Like, no. No. <laughs> but, uh, okay. But that's so, the problem, I think, with being just a little too smart, right? Like, as Bill is, right? Like, he's, I mean, not, I don't mean that, like, oh, I love speaking too smart, but the guy is really smart. And I think he then is like, okay, but we can't ask the question that way. But then he, you're right. Like, 
asked the question at the end, and I'm like, yep, there you go. Now I would love to read an article of him outlining that whole thing. That's the format I think he works really, really well with. The only thing missing from Bill's question was the uh, the archaic legal term TL slash DR. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so John Mueller was uh, was all over the all over the place in uh, uh, Twitter as he as he as he often is. Um, he said quite absolutely one hundred percent unequivocally in Twitter this week. So I, th- I think my question was answered. That uh, Google, in in figuring out how to rank a website, absolutely does not use Google Analytics data. But he went on to say, uh, comma, and GA and SC, uh, Search Console, mm-hmm. track data differently anyway. And that was it. That was the tweet. Mm-hmm. So is that a clue that Google isn't using uh, Google Analytics data, but it's using Search Console data? Well, I, th- I think if I'm understanding the way I interpreted what he was saying is Search Console is a representation of what they have analyzed. They're not mm-hmm. using Search Console to analyze. Search Console is a visual keyhole that we get to peek through into the room right like and we i I think actually i just used that for the first time it's probably a pretty good analogy based on what's probably going on in that room and how much i get to see in search console um being as as small as it is and and limited as the data is um but i I think yeah they're like they've put the core web vitals in there for example they were using it now they're just showing it to us in in that in that implementation I, i i keep hearing this question come up over and over and over and over and over again right like you, you i'm sure you have too a lot of our listeners who are, are veterans have probably heard this as well and i i just i always use the one example because I, I hear this from clients as well a lot um and i use the one example amazon doesn't have it right like so like amazon isn't using google analytics um, which is fair, like Amazon wouldn't want to hold that. They have very sophisticated systems. I'm, you know, they're, they're going to be using strong analytics systems, but they're not using Google Analytics systems. So they Google will have just lost, like if they're trying to compare apples to apples in their algorithm across the web, suddenly they've just lost the largest <laughs> retailer on the entire planet. So everything would be skewed after that. If you've just taken out the largest pool of data that you would need to compare with every other retailer on the planet, you've just lost it. So now you're comparing things, apples to oranges all the way across. Do they use signals that might be reflected in analytics? Absolutely, I think they do, right? Like, do they consider things like bounce rate? Do they consider things like click-through rate, right? Like things that would be seen and displayed in analytics and, and search console. I, I would argue uh, that they do. I, I mean, I, I have I have no doubt in my mind, not directly getting into jo- um, Gary eyes. We don't. Nope. He's right. Do they use it directly and go, I see Dave's site had a great click-through rate. So I'm going to boost up Dave's site. No. But to go John's route on, on answering the same question, do they look at their overall algorithm and go, these kinds of sites have really good click-through rate and really good stick time. These ones don't. So we need to change the whole algorithm. Okay, so they're not using it as a signal on my site, but it's sure going to feel like it if I'm on the pro or con of that. <laughs> like It's sure going to feel a lot like it impacted my site because they're adjusting their whole algorithm to favor sites like mine if, if, if users behave well or against mine if users behave poorly. 
In uh, the same session, uh, John Mueller uh, answered somebody's question, and it was, it was admittedly, it was a very poorly phrased question. Um, a person asked John um, how to make link juice go from one part of his site down into other pages of his site. And um, after holding his breath for a good 10 seconds, which was the, the right first response, I'm sure, um, John wrote, please forget everything you've ever learned about link juice. It doesn't matter. It doesn't count. It probably wasn't real or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. um, and it made me, I mean, I, I, I makes me wonder about one of your rants about um, uh, 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 uh Page sculpting and uh, 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 the, the the detritus effect of um, what is it? Um, selling well, no, selling marketing uh, techniques as um, SEO techniques. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's, that's a nice way to put that because <laughs> um, let's, let's face it, page page sculpting was was a hell of a marketing campaign. <laughs> um, it really was. It was, mm -hmm. it was. it was better than New Coke. Better than the conversation we have about New Coke. Um, it was a hell of a marketing campaign. Um, so, 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 so. Oh yeah, John Mueller, and forget everything you know about about link juice. Um, there are tens and tens and hundreds of thousands of SEOs out there who don't know what the hell they're doing, who haven't a clue. Who are who are building off of last year's information, or worse yet, five or six year old information, um, or in the job because uh, they happen to be in marketing, and their boss told them that now now they're SEOs. Mm -hmm. um, is there? And can you think of any resource out there for young SEOs to go to to learn the ropes? Like a real resource, not, not not a newspaper that they have to read, but somewhere where they're learning, actively learning. I can't think of one. I was thinking this before the show. There is this awesome, awesome podcast every Thursday <laughs> at 11 o'clock Pacific, 2, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern on WMR.FM. Uh, no, I... <laughs> oh, no, there's, a, there is, there's also SEO 101. There's a bunch of great podcasts. There is. And, and I think, honestly, that's that's there. there is no one trick pony in, in this for me. There are a handful of resources that I go to every day. Mm -hmm. um, like I, I have them pull into a feed. I start my day by reading the news, right? So like it's a constant just learning thing. Just yeah. a constant, but there is no one, right? Like, is it search engine journal? The, the, they do hit my radar often. Like every day, it'll be like a couple things from them, but it'll be search engine land. It'll be SE Roundtable. It'll be SEM Russia's blog. Be, you know, all over the board, you know, Business Insider has has a great tech area where I learn, you know, about stuff that might not be direct SEO, but, you know, they're talking about legislation that's passing or something like that that's going to impact me. So I, so I do care. So, um, you know, there, there's a pretty wide range of resources I think people have to go to. And that's the problem. Like, I remember back in the day, Jim and Dave sitting down with Ross, our, our good friend, um, and and needing to, to find the latest goings on. There was one. It was Search Engine Watch. That was it. You could go there. You picked up on everything. And that, that was that. And now it's sort of gone by the wayside. But now everything is, is sort of across the board. And where do you go if you're a beginner? Like you're talking about beginners. 
where yeah. do you go? Um, I know because I've I've looked at the analytics, like I've looked at analytics in, involving SEO, running you know an SEO company. I'm sure you have too, and I'm like, oh, okay. There's some surprising people who actually come up producing the content for the phrases that beginners would be entering at. Um, you know, I mean, you have SEM Rush being one of them that's capturing phrases in that bucket, so they're getting their their users early in, in, in sort of the, the, the funnel. Um, you look at Neil Patel um, doing the same thing, capturing mm-hmm. a, a bucket of phrases that people would be targeting early on. And I'm sure you've seen them. Like we're all running queries and you'll, you'll see, you'll see his work as well. Um, and, and so it, it ends up being, um, you know, sort of a, a wide, wide swath of people. And what we of course hope is that you will enter in maybe at one um, and then grow into others, certainly through, through experience. The reason I'm asking is one of the one of the main themes of our of our show the last couple of years has been just constant change in the industry, and I think that sometime over the last six months, search has gone. You know, you know how we have like peaks and plateaus and peaks and plateaus and development mm-hmm. stuff. We've been climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing a peak to reach a plateau. And this time we haven't reached the plateau. We keep on climbing. Uh, artificial intelligence has changed everything. Um, the automation of so much of um, what used to be human processes is just sped up and, and accelerated and chain is changing everything rapidly. And I'm almost I'm almost beginning to think that all SEOs are in fact new SEOs again. Um, we have all of that old knowledge, absolutely, but the field itself is so fresh and changing so rapidly and is being influenced by by so many newer technologies i would suggest that the field of seo is in fact brand new all over again and to that i think it's smart for uh older seos to start really really looking hard at what they're doing myself included um and it's hard to do it's really really hard to take a good strong look at what you're doing and and just sort of tear it back down and go, okay, I'm going to assume I'm doing nothing now. Now let's build what our oh, strategy is now from, from, from scratch with our new, buddy, with our we, all had to, we all had that chance quite recently. Didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Valid point. Uh, one I'm, I'm just going to add just for, for listeners who might be paying attention and going, Oh, okay. These are the ones that Dave's recommending. I can't believe it is skip my radar. John Mueller on Twitter and Google's webmaster central blog. If you're like going, like if you're and, looking for resources to follow. Yeah. Uh, from the horse's mouth is a good place to start in their hangouts as well. Yeah. And those are the series of podcasts uh, Martin Spitt did on, uh, on Java SEO. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I was, I'm going to, we're going to have to head to a, a commercial break really fast. Um, I think I'm going to be changing my focus as an SEO in the, in the coming days or in the coming, coming days, hopefully for the rest of my career. Um, I did a really big analysis over the last uh, few weeks over where I was spending most of my time, what I enjoy doing the most, where I'm making, you know, where I can, where I can build highest, where I'm making the most money. And mm-hmm. let's face it, where I'm making the most money for what feels like the least effort. Um, I'm a really good writer. Like mm-hmm. that's my, that's my super, superpower skill. I think I'm still a really good SEO. And I think I still have the chops to be a good technical SEO, but there are parts of the field where I feel they're, you know, Let's face it, I'm an old, I'm 51 years old, and and there are things that are moving faster than um, I'm keeping up with. Um, 
So I think for from this point forward, I really want to focus on writing for SEO, on uh, on coming up with the connections, on the the the, the, the similar words, uh, the the content side, which is where we're supposed to be really really focusing to move the needle. Anyway. Well, absolutely. And you know what? I think you're bringing up a really important point, mostly for our generation of SEOs. Um, and, and, and you brought it up there is, you know, you're, you're sort of specializing is, is what I'm, I'm hearing that as. And I think any SEO coming in now, like anybody starting to get involved with SEO now is probably just doing that by default. They're like, here's a hundred different specialties inside of SEO. There's a reason why you hire like agencies and things like that, because they have all those little pieces covered inside of them. Um, no one person, in, in my opinion, and we kind of touched on this in, in last week's show, um, no one person can be an expert at SEO anymore. Like all the facets from content to technical to link building to PR to, you know, no one person can do all of that perfectly. You need no. help. So even if just by time, like you just don't, I don't have time to do all of these things best. Um, and so, you know, I mean, Somebody needs some tweaks to their WordPress theme. Can I do it? Yeah, probably. Should I? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not, 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 a, not a open heck, even if it is a speed issue, which is SEO, right? Like, so you, you just do hit that spot. And I think that is one thing that our generation is having a hard time with because back in the early 2000s, that is what we did. We yeah, went in and we did all it all. Trades. Yeah. Um, whereas now I think we're in a very, very different boat. And I, I think. Hopefully, if this generation isn't doing it, the ones that are just learning now or, or maybe a couple of years into it, stop. Just just stop and, and, and find a thing and, and be excellent at, at your one thing. But hopefully you already figured that out. And as you're hearing here, Jim and I are both having to kind of figure that out and go, OK, back to what I'm great at. And I'll just. Took me twenty years to get to that point, you know. Jeez, you guys can do it like twenty minutes in twenty months. Good on you. Okay, on that, we got to take a break here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. So, on behalf of Dave Davis from Beats on Internet Market, this is Jim Hedge from Digital Media. You're listening to Webcology on the thirtieth of July, twenty twenty. Back after these messages. in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Maximum customer engagement and retention. Choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony. Trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome to the place your competitors get their edge. Jump on it. We're here for you 24-7. Commercial 
WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 30th of July, 2020. This is Jim Hedger from Joyce Media and Dave Davies from Beatside Internet Marketing. And could you imagine being a big A, like, you know, poor CEO and having to go into head Congress, especially if you're the poor CEO of, like, you know, Apple or Facebook or, you know, maybe Google or Amazon or something? So hard be, done by. It would be embarrassing. I'm going to just, it'd be like this Sanjay, can I call you Sanjay? Look, <laughs> I put in a note in the Google Calendar to have my dry cleaning picked up, and it's still at the dry cleaners. What the hell is the matter with you? I mean, that's what it would be like. It would be horrible. I couldn't imagine sitting there and like, you know, people are calling Mark Zuckerberg a robot. And like, there's a lot of reasons to call Mark Zuckerberg a lot of names. But that dude has to sit there and talk to people who are so just dead stupid. Um, and um, this is this is like, you know, I, I, I don't usually go in for this political equivalency thing, but I'm sorry. The stupidity is just so thick in that room um, on both sides of the aisle. One side is trying to set up this like whole antitrust thing, not quite understanding how algorithms work. The other side is trying to set up this whole like bias and uh, uh, suppression thing, not quite understanding how algorithms work. Um, it's maddening, Dave. Like, 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 like. Could you, could you, could you just imagine? And I, I, I never want to be a CEO just for that reason alone. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because I I actually shared the, this story on on Twitter just a. Just a few hours ago that we're talking about here and uh or probably you might have seen a different story but either way um and i i, I do I, I i feel for them um and, and my comment when i was tweeting it out was i do think they have too much power mm-hmm. I, I i do think that this needs to be contained and controlled now that's that's just opinion um but at the same time do i think that these people sitting asking them questions right now are the people who are qualified <laughs> to make any kind of decision on how they should be regulated and what that means. Hell no. Right. Like just absolutely not. These people don't understand the, the core basics. So um, it, it does hit that weird spot where I'm like, okay, somebody needs to do something, but the people that we're electing to do something and make sure that society continues to proceed, not doing great in 2020, but you know, none of us are. So I'm not going to blame any one government there. Um, but the people that are elected to do it can't. And unfortunately, it's Congress and, and those ilk that are getting to ask the questions, whereas they have people like Matt Cutts on the payroll that yeah. they could be pulling in and going, okay, you're our phone a friend. Ask them the questions need to be asked here. But they don't because they all want their five minutes of fame, but they end up having like five minutes of infamy and then they look like idiots for on, on memes for the next like week. Yeah. Um, so we're not taking a political stance here. Honestly, our, our, our political stance is mm-hmm. make sure your politicians know what they're talking about. Yeah. Or we need, I mean, I would argue we actually just need to I mean, fundamentally change the system. I think that's pretty clear. And everybody's trying to do that on all sides here. But we need to have a system where there's just a body that governs something like technology. There's just a body that governs things like agriculture and we actually have real real smart people doing things and asking the questions we need to ask and then advising i know they theoretically are in place but they're obviously not being used because folks like politicians want to have their tv time but it never goes well because they don't ask 
the right questions in the right way. Even when they don't look like idiots, they're still not asking the right questions. Uh, yeah. and, and I think we end up in problems. And you're right. This is both sides. This is just we're not electing people who are, nor should we. These are not people who should be asking those questions because that's not their job. Don't ask me how to like cure a heart condition, right? I'm not a doctor. Am I an idiot? No, but I'm also not a doctor. I'm not a cardiologist. So like, this isn't my thing. So you can't expect that of me. The one I really loved was, uh, I, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I forgot. I think it was, I think it was Jim Jordan, uh, Republican Jim Jordan, who was just rallying, just going after Mark Zuckerberg, just, just freaking on him because Twitter removes, removed, uh, another Republican's <laughs> post. like, <laughs> If I were if, if if I were Zuckerberg, I would look that look that senator in the eye and say, "Senator, when it comes to Twitter, you don't know Jack, <laughs> or none of your biz, or something like that." You know, yeah. I just I just like just just use the, the the owners of Twitter's names right back at the senator, and the, the senator would even know yeah. he was being made fun no. of. That'd be the most fun part. Well, he could even say something like, "You know what? I'm okay. If you need, if you feel like you need to shut it down, just just shut it down." That's right. Yeah. You know what? You we have really, my permission. We really regretted setting that up. So ban it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would. You're absolutely right. That's what I would have done. Um, okay. We should uh, probably track away from there before we get ourselves in trouble with somebody. Good idea. Um, what else do we got? Uh, I want to a quick shout out. Um, and it's, it's interesting. Um, if this it's actually affected affected uh, you and your family as well. Uh, Jeremy Jeremy Knopf, um, dude, thank you. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, a uh, uh, really good friend of ours, a good friend of Webcology, and a good friend of the industry. Jeremy Jeremy Knopf um, sent uh, my partner uh, Shauna and uh, Mary, uh, your partner, yeah. um, a uh, a necklace um, reading uh, uh, "You're a Total Badass" or something to that effect, and. I, I I love the fact that that when Jeremy encounters a two for one sale, he thinks of Mary and uh, and Shauna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean it's it was just, so sweet. It's it's one of the things I just like I, I I love about our industry. But I mean, you know, credit where it's due. Jeremy just like steps up over and over and over again in, in yeah. regards to that. When he sees people who are just like, you know what, people just need like a, a slightly brighter a brighter day. Yeah. Um, and, and, and does something like that. And it's just like, yeah, that's like, dude's got a, dude's got a great heart. Um, and I mean, it's, it's awesome when it's like, oh, and, and he's super smart too. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he's, he's been on the show. He's, he's even co-hosted this show when, uh, when I've been off. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's great when you sort of get the, the full package and people that you respect. And that level, I just said that level of kindness, uh, really, really, really should be noted. And so, Everybody, Absolutely. everyone listening to the show, all 40,000 viewers, so should send Jeremy a tweet right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, but again, uh, Jeremy, thank you so much. Uh, what well, You put something out about TikTok giving like money for content development? Yeah, and I was like, oh, we're going to lose Dwayne Forrester forever now. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, they're, they're taking, um, some steps, uh, for paying for content, uh, specifically in the U S um, clearly wanting to both grow their base in the U S and probably distract from the story of them stealing a bunch of people's private information and 
storing it and and using it for things that they shouldn't be using it for, right? Like let's let's be honest, they're like Facebook does. shortly after that. But you don't just go, hey, suddenly we're going to invest two hundred million. This was obviously on the radar of of things to do. Um, but yeah, they're they're creating a creator fund, um, and they're going to be doling out some cash. So if you are a TikTok fan, Dwayne, I'm talking to you, buddy. Um, over on Search Engine Journal. Um, they have a, have a good article from just a couple days ago. It's, uh, well, it's back on the 26th, so I guess a few days ago. Uh, but they have a story on it, and it has a, a little bit of information on um, how you could go about getting involved in it and, and the, where, to, where to watch for it and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a really good idea on their part. You don't really see enough of that um, where the actual platforms are going, okay, we're going to pay creators to, to do this thing. But I, you, I'm, I'm guessing they're finding that they're, or I'm betting that they're finding not a great big uptick on ads. Um, like that they're just, they, they're, they're trying to build a base to, to advertise to. And I think this yeah, is yeah. a great way to do it because you put that kind of coin on the table and you're going to end up with um, some pretty big names willing to, to sort of go, I'm a YouTube star. All right, now let's move. Right. That you know, sort of thing. I really, I really hope TikTok um, finds a way to persevere and succeed. And I, I love what they're doing for a couple of reasons. It's really cool seeing new platforms evolve. It's nice seeing a platform challenge YouTube. Um, and uh, TikTok having such a limited amount of time to make your, make your video is improving the level of the, the, the level and ability to tell stories. It really is. I know I was watching Mary who really likes TikTok and I was watching her go through it. And at first I was baffled by mm-hmm. why anybody would like this because I was like you're actually watching like nine pieces of just crap and then you're landing on one really funny one and then you're going through like another eight horrible ones I'm like if I had a 10 to or like a, yeah 10 to 1 ratio on any other platform like if nine tv shows I had to like struggle through to find one good one I probably would not watch Netflix but then I was like you know what they're so short exactly to your point that I'm actually getting to something really, really engaging and really, really funny, like once every four minutes, right? Like it's actually because my attention span is so like destroyed by the internet at this point <laughs> that, yeah, it's actually getting me to something very engaging every few minutes. And it does seem to learn very quickly um, sort of how to adapt to, to what your preferences are and stuff like that. So I, I, I'll admit I, I, I have been a bit, converted uh, over into into you know, privacy issues notwithstanding into understanding the format a lot better and going all right i i get this it's not yeah you're gonna have to watch some stupidity but it's really short <laughs> you're gonna know really fast and you can move on and very soon you know within a couple minutes you'll be watching something funny or engaging or entertaining honestly you could you could just be a mature adult watching rational hearings into like the tech <laughs> world which is stupid all the time <laughs> or you could just you know <laughs> Um, that's true and i don't even get to laugh once every four minutes well maybe i do, <laughs> maybe you do. i had a friend uh, uh college professor actually mike dover he's been he's been on he's been on the show before um he uh he had a drinking game uh a, a ill-advised drinking game um uh, where he took a shot every time somebody said something stupid at a congressional hearing he said he called me up five ten minutes into the hearing he's just wasted <laughs> Okay, uh, we're going to have to take a break soon. Before we go, uh, bad news to uh, fans of CES. Um, not only is uh, CES 2020 was canceled, um, CES 2021 has been canceled. The event has been moved online. It's going to be a virtual conference. 
And yeah, even even like you know, a year from now, the uh, the conference ain't happening. Yeah, and you got to get it with something like that. It's like that is such a huge, huge event to put together, and you know, with the with the likelihood, like because it's January, like we're, we are talking twenty twenty one, but it's it's January. Like, let's pretend by some like miracle, either like a super solid treatment or or a vaccine is widely or is developed and, and and ready by September, October, which I doubt, but let's pretend it is, you're still not getting it to everybody, the number of people that would be going to a CES on top of like so, the population that needs it. So it, it makes sense. It's just not at all possible to hold this conference yeah. in any imagined universe. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. Um, it, it is. It is. The uh, thing that, I mean, this is, I haven't been on the circuit for, for a few years now. Um, it's funny this year. I really was thinking of trying to get myself back on again. Eh? Um, <laughs> bad <laughs> career plan there, dude. Um, it's, I'm curious what's going to happen with conferences in the future. Maybe will conferences move to different countries that are safer for other participants? Um, will this limit the involvement of American speakers in the future? Like maybe we'll have live conferences and, and involve Americans virtually. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like there's the changes that are, are likely to happen because of this. Yeah, it, it is. Um, and it, it, it's, I don't know, just across the board. It's a real shame. And that, that now knowing this too, that's a real shame because it would have been great to see you at a conference again. <laughs> nah. But, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's, I guess at this point it is what it is. And I try to remember, and it's hard sometimes, but I try to remember, I'm like for every loss, Right. Like CES, it's canceled. I'm like, there are a bunch of YouTube technology YouTubers who are like, all right, I'm the one they wrote that Samsung's relying on now. Right. Like if you're those people, this is now a fantastic opportunity to go, okay, I I get to put my foot forward because I have a following of one point two million and I cover video cards. Right. And and now NVIDIA that might have released there, they need you. Not, I mean, on top of this this event, obviously, right? Like because they will be doing a virtual event, which will still be great, I'm sure. Um, but it's it'll be it'll be hard. Uh, you know, a lot of this is the camaraderie. Like, do you go to virtual events as much? Not as much, but but I think there are some opportunities here. And I know I'm having to go online a lot more. I, I do watch CES. I, I was already kind of watching it remotely, and, and the gaming ones and stuff like that. But um, you know, now would you, we'll, we'll be would you go that. to a virtual pubcon? Would you watch a virtual pubcon? Would you how many how many uh, 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 sessions would you sit through in a virtual world? Um, well, I went to um, SEJ's um, their e summit, yep. um, so I would go to pubcon. Um, I would probably oddly, um, I would probably have an opportunity to go to more sessions, right? Than you know, than I, I naturally than I all the time do, and that's what I did when I was uh, at SEJ's e summit is because I can just keep it open on a monitor and be listening and watching and paying attention to certain ones um, and, and then sort of have it playing in the background for others. And given you weren't as tempted to get completely trashed the night before with all the other speakers, <laughs> your chances of actually showing up for the conference are, you know, infinitely higher. Exactly. Exactly. Pleasant byproduct. Um, okay. We got to take a break. We're, we are, we are seriously pushing time. Uh, it's uh quarter to the top of the hour on the 30th of July 2020 here on Web Call G on webmasterradio.fm friends stick around we got more coming up after these messages
the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Welcome to the Webmaster Institute for Financial Advancement, webmasterradio.fm. It's like radio with a PhD. Webmasterradio.fm, we're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Jeez, I didn't know Darren was doing our on-off bumpers. Excellent. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 30th of July, 2020. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from BSUG Internet Marketing. Uh, we got a couple stories left. Um... Google local back carousel with products. Um, Google is including uh, whether you have a product, the you know, in stock, not stock. It's throwing products into the uh, top carousel now. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. Except, yeah, yeah, yeah you know what's coming. <laughs> uh, I, I I know what's coming, and, and that kind of kind of is is I I'm, I'm prepping my anger in advance um, because they're not doing it right now. They're just running a test of up in sort of the the local pack. Um, if you've searched for a specific product, I don't know, I, second time I'll talk about that. Samsung phone, guess what kind of phone I have. Um, you know, if you put that in, then it would all of a sudden show in a, in a carousel um, some phones, whether they were in stock, et cetera, et cetera. What I am prepping to be angry at, Jim would probably already be able to guess, as would regular listeners, is at some point they're going to start jamming ads in there and probably from competitors. And that's what I'm prepping to be angry about. Yeah. Okay, so if um, you have a store, you're featuring Samsung phones, you can have that come up in your uh, local listing in the, in the top carousel across the very top of your listings. But like Dave says, um, Google is pretty altruistic to a point until it stops being pretty altruistic and becomes mm-hmm. real self-serving. And um, this may well be a setup for that. 
something to note though for our listeners who want to take some action now and we've talked about this before um is google opened up i don't know i'm gonna like a month or two ago all right it all kind of blends a little bit but um a month or two ago they opened up their paid product fees you had you know merchant uh, center you used to you know submit your product feed then you could do shopping ads um they have opened that up for organic so if you have a shopping feed you can submit your shopping feed and it is eligible for organic search results now uh, i have clients who are running both i'll be honest they're not getting a lot of organic but i have a feeling this will be your ticket in um is at least getting that feed um you know in through the merchant center so create a feed if you sell products create a feed get it into the merchant center It'll get you some organic traffic. I suspect it's going to be getting a lot more in the future. I, I you know, they, they just told us to, that we, we were eligible uh, recently, as I say, in the last couple of months. So um, so do that. It'll be free traffic and, and prep you for, for changes coming like this because they're going to war with Amazon and this is the battleground. Indeed. Um, okay, speaking of uh, creating a feed, a lot of people um, used the Yoast, uh, Yoast SEO tool to create uh, XML feeds, yeah. XML sitemap for their uh, for their websites, um, WordPress is now making uh, sitemap functionality default uh, from uh, WordPress version five point five upwards. Yeah, um, I love it. <laughs> me too. I haven't actually seen these sitemaps in action yet, but um, they're big. Uh, your sitemap index. Okay, your sitemap file can hold like two two thousand entries. You can have a sitemap index, which you know this sitemap one, sitemap two, sitemap three. So, like, say you had four thousand pages, you'd have sitemap one and sitemap two. Mm-hmm. You can have fifty thousand um, references inside your sitemap index. Mm-hmm. So that's like, you know, uh, do the math. I think it was about a hundred thousand pages. You can mention in. Uh, by default in the uh, in the uh, WordPress SQL sitemap, uh, that I think is really cool. Um, is it going to take away from Yoast? Do you think? Um, I, I'm going to guess not. I mean, it, this isn't the reason I would use Yoast. No, um, me either. Like I, if all I wanted was a sitemap, there are sitemap generators that I would just get that because it'd be lighter. Yoast has a, a lot more stuff in there um, that you know makes it handy so yoast was the first plugin that let i think uh, seos truly take control of titles mm-hmm. in wordpress before that you, you know remember you, you had to have the the way you set the subject of the site was it the yeah. general topic of the site was what was going to default into your yeah. title yeah um uh, yoast let you control that yeah and it, it, it's fantastic and there are others there's like all in one seo as a as a plugin that does m- many of the same features i'll be honest i use i use yoast for a lot of a lot of stuff not everything not all sites but but a, a lot of them uh because it is it's nice it's simple it's you know whether it's free or pro i mean you can you can figure out which one works for you but um you know i i think it's a it's a good solid product that does a trick will this make me stop nope because i use it for other things too um so yeah, but I, I I like anything that's baked in, and so now that plugin doesn't have to do that, and I, yeah. I I do like that. Did I read somewhere? Didn't it probably would have been the last couple of last couple of months that Google isn't um, worrying about sitemaps as much. Yeah, although it's funny because they say that, and you're right. I, I I read the same thing, and yet they're working with WordPress to make sure that this works. So, you know, I I don't really. 
I think they're basically saying our crawlers are really, really good. But at the same time, yeah, their crawlers can't run as fast as a lot of people. Do they run as fast as I need them to across my site? Yeah, sure. And if I if I like write a like a, a post that's about really like right now news, yeah, I'll just submit it to Search Console. That's fine. I would anyway. I'm not going to rely on my site not for that. Um, but yeah, if I'm like a mass publisher, no, I, I'm not going to rely on on Google's crawlers to prioritize the way I want them to what content they should be crawling. So I, I think uh, I think in a lot of cases they are very very helpful. Um, but I think for the average site, yeah. I mean, it could, would I survive without a site map? Yep. So would most sites, right? But should you have them? I don't know. It's just one more dot on an eye that it's like, it's Search Console. It's right there. Search Console tells you to. So do it, right? Like, that's kind of all there is to it. Anyway, um, so yeah. And, and plus, anything they put work into, they work with WordPress to get this done. So kind of tells you whether you should be submitting one google put resources into making sure wordpress could bake one in yep um so uh it's probably important to them then yeah one of the things i i know this is a story too that we're, we're chatting about and i want to make sure we get we get time to oh, cool, um okay. is the uh, negative reviews uh, the yes. chart. I, I hadn't actually seen this uh this piece uh for oh fantastic that Barry Schwartz published. We almost made it a whole show without mentioning him, but here, here we go. Um, but negative reviews um, or review sites don't hurt your site's search ranking, right? So negative reviews don't hurt your, your site's rankings. Um, I, mm -hmm. I think it really depends on where the review is. Personally. Yeah, that's like such a big, it depends. And, and one of the, 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 the cases that I think ends up being important to remember is there's causation and there's correlation and sometimes correlation actually turns into causation <laughs> right and, and, and these things do happen um because if all of a sudden one of the visible signals um like one of the the review sites that was used visibly on on in a search result in a knowledge panel right facebook or something is often used in the, in the knowledge panel google might be the review site um if all of a sudden your star rating drops, what's going to happen to your click-through rate? What's going to happen to your engagement on that search result might be a better way to say that. Oh, heaven knows so, Google doesn't use any of that for rankings anyway, do well, they? Well, and, and, and <laughs> I would argue that they do. But that's where it comes into, okay, now we have our, our correlation, right? Where, no, the star change didn't impact anything. But it did impact the engagement with my brand on that search result. And that in and of itself would adjust maybe it wouldn't impact my rankings but google's going to pretty quickly figure out that oh sites that look like this don't and we have to remember as you were alluding to earlier we have machine learning kicking in creating portions of the algorithm that even the engineers don't know why results were fixed well how long is it going to take them to go yeah people don't click on things with a star rating below three and a half so there we go right like the machines will figure that out and, and make that happen. I, I suspect also, I mean, that's just cascading my ideas, but I know Google's really careful about it. Like Google takes like huge, huge efforts to prevent people from uh, messing around with uh, their Google review system and from messing around with Google, my business thing is that doesn't stop people from doing it. <laughs> um, and a bad review at, at Google reviews will show up in Google, my business. And, um, 
I, I, I can't prove you. I, I, I cannot offer you proof, but I, I, I believe that has an effect on your local rankings, on your Google My Business, on your Google My Business listings in that little local pack. I, I'm sure. And one thing, you know what, I'm going to make a suggestion. I, I actually have been, I think I mentioned it. I've been going through Jason Bernard's course, who was a guest yeah, yeah. on our show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and and he was talking about different, you know, making sure you go through all the, the search results for your brand. And I, you, I always use us for my own site for testing. So I was going through and I hit glass door and there was a couple of really bad rankings on there. <clears throat> and, and it's like from employees and I was reading them. I'm like, this does not make sense. Like I, I'm of course trying to figure out who this is, <laughs> like who would have put that from the past. And then all of a sudden I realized they're from the, the UK. And then I'm starting to connect dots. I'm like, Oh, this wasn't actually somebody being malicious. This is somebody rating another company that starts with the word beanstalk. Right, like it was oh, actually from oh, somebody. No. So you, you do need to monitor for those as well because we had two very bad reviews from employees that actually were in a different continent and never worked for us. And they've been cleared now because I submitted them and went, this actually isn't us. You can you can see where they are. This is this is this company, not this company here. Um, so and, and it turned out they it, they had the word telemarketer as in one of the write-ups, and that's what's like, oh, okay, that's where it's all coming together because we don't do mm-hmm. that. Um, so it, it all clicked, but I'm like. Yeah, you do need to watch for that too, where it's just somebody might actually just review the wrong company, not even maliciously, just review you wrong. Yeah. Um, and again, Google says this doesn't have an effect. And maybe it doesn't have a direct. Maybe you can't do a direct line A to B. Mm-hmm. Or if you're doing a, a, a presidential um, IQ test, one to A, <laughs> two to B, three to uh, Z. Z. Um, Z, right? Z. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't you can't prove direct causation, but like cogs in a machine, one thing affects another, affects another, affects another, and then you got a causation. Yeah. Butterfly flaps its wings on a search result page, <laughs> and Google builds a dam in Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else do we have? There's got to be one more subject to cover before this, because we have we have three more minutes, and we timed our show so perfectly. Um, well, okay, we can go a couple directions. I, I you, you had shared it, um, and from a couple days ago, Barry, buddy, this what is you, from you again. You the, uh, the hacked government web pages. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, um, this is definitely a WordPress problem. I think. Yeah. Um, Okay, so, poor Danny. You go ahead. Tell us the okay. story. So as it, as it, as as it works out, um, you can do a monkey in the middle sort of type attack where you hack a WordPress um, title, serve up specific content to um, Googlebot, and serve up content to the rest of the web. Um, so Google perceives one set of content at at your target website. The rest of the web perceives another set of content at your target website. Um, this is this is done for um, spammers who are trying to use the popularity or the veracity of a website. Like a government website gets more credit from Google for probably telling right information, mm-hmm. and so it'll it'll rank higher. Um, this is why the hackers target government websites, and also government websites tend to be run on old machines by, as we know from our previous conversation about government and the web, people who tend to not know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
for long enough for Google to pick up on it, certain um, pages at the Nantucket Transport Authority, a dirty old website from Nantucket, <laughs> um, <laughs> were hacked with uh, straight up uh, hardcore adult porn. Um, I'm just trying to bring up an example that I can uh, mention and not um, risk our, um, I, our, 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 our iTunes rating. Which yeah, I know that that's my problem. Like, I don't even know how we cover this with examples because we can't. We can't. Well, there's gotta be there's gotta be one. Um, okay, I'm sorry. It's it's uh it's the watery branch of the New Haven uh uh railroad. Uh not not Nantucket. I didn't mean to uh to to to, to malign Nantucket. So um the title statement reads um flirtatious. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Go read the story on SE Roundtable. Yeah, Barry covered it at Google. Remember, that was Barry's words, not our iTunes. Barry's words, not ours, eh? It's Barry Swartz. Exactly. Okay, friends, we got to take a break here. But do check out the story. Um, for a while, Google was serving up government porn. <laughs> On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Just Always Media. You've listened to Web Culture on WebmasterRadio.fm on the 30th of July, 2020. Wear a mask. Stop the spread. Wash your hands frequently with soap and water. Socially distance. Don't go out if you gotta. Rank well. Shop online. Be kind to each other, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.